Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How's it going today, Brian? It is phenomenal, man. It's just, life is good. It's it actually is somewhat warm today. I know. I it wasn't, wasn't this morning. But... freezing when I walked outside to go pick up my son from school. You weren't freezing. I wasn't freezing. That's like a shock. It's been so dang cold here recently. It's just... Yeah. Been, it has not been ideal for this time of... No. But it is this time of year. It is this time of year. Now we're about to settle into what I call mud season. Yes. When you have a farm and you have livestock, it is mud season. Yeah, this is when all the animals tear the heck out of everything. I had draft horses one year. I will never do that again. I lost so many boots by the gates. <laughs> They're still there somewhere. I just never yeah. Them once back it, out again. Once it gets into that 40s and stuff like that, everything turns to mud. It just sucks off the shoes right off your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. But, you know, we're, we're still not even halfway through February. we still got a long way to go with this winter. <laughs> we do. We do. But I got out of the car here at your house, and I was like, hmm, should we do a podcast or should we go biking? <laughs> it's not <laughs> like, that warm. <laughs> it's like 50 degrees. It's still not that warm. Oh, my God. Oh, I would so road bike today. Yeah, you could get out and ride, but it would not be. Warm. Well, the pro- actually, I probably wouldn't road bike because of the there's ice. Like, there's still ice and snow. There's still ice. There's still, the biggest problem is all that salt and stuff on the road. Oh yeah, that no, does that does a number that. on your tires, and it does quite a bit to your bike as well. It's like yeah, it's like kind of okay. like riding down on the beach. All that salt kind of gets into things. No, a little no, less than no. ideal when it's. Uh, yeah, I don't this want to clean my bike that thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, I could, but that means pulling out a hose. And, no, <clears throat> no, you you have to you have to clean them when you ride it when it's like this. Yeah, it gets bad down there in this type of weather. It was funny. We were, um, I guess, my niece is getting married here soon, and we got the wedding invitation, and they're having an outdoor wedding. Your niece? Oh, that's law. right. My Sorry, wife's your wife. Niece. I was thinking your niece is like two. Niece-in-law. Niece-in-law. There we go. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Okay. My wife's niece. Your wife's niece, yes. Is getting married in Lexington. It's gonna, they're going to do an outdoor wedding, and then they're going to have indoor the post. Like, okay, when is it? March 28th. Like, ooh. <laughs> That's going to be a cold wedding. <laughs> go either way <laughs> that's gonna be a cold 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 wedding ceremony like at five in the evening well but you got married at christmas and it was hot and it was indoors it was indoors yes good point <laughs> good point didn't matter yeah i wanted an outdoor wedding but it was november and it was everybody's going no, no don't do it no, no. i mean it we a had a warm it was still would not have been a comfortable outdoor wedding unless we had, had it like at one in the afternoon yeah because it was i think that high that day was like 50 51 i mean which was yeah, for it being cold as heck the week before, it felt great. Yeah. Yeah. But Fairly so. warm for a late December wedding. Yeah. I was like, huh, well, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> March 28th. It's going to be very short mm-hmm. <laughs> wedding ceremony. Yeah. I mean, my niece, my husband's niece, she got married in North Carolina, and it, I want to say it was summertime, and they did an outdoor. It was beautiful. I mean, there was right. some cliff and all that, and they rented a clear tent. And stuff. I mean, so weather-wise, if the weather had been cruddy, they were ready. I mean, there were no buildings anywhere near. They got married like at a 
park somewhere. It was lucky it didn't rain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they had a clear tent for the ceremony and then a huge, huge white tent for the reception. So all of it could have been enclosed very quickly if it needed to be, if the weather had turned bad. But luckily it was a beautiful day, so. But yeah, I'm... But yeah, March 28th. Ooh. It's like the average temperature that time of year is like between 40 and 50. <laughs> Bundle up. <clears throat> like I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to move it indoors if it's like really yeah. cold. Yeah. The ceremony. Because it's in, it's it's like out in the gardens around where they're having the reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like an outdoor one in March. I don't, did they think that one through? It's a little risky. Yeah. <laughs> Now, my other niece, she got married on New Year's Eve and wanted it outside, but it was in Savannah, Georgia. Miami? Yeah, well, it was Savannah, Georgia. That and could they be were, cool, too. They were getting married at Forsyth Park with the fountains and everything. I mean, it was going to be beautiful. Poured down rain. Oh. And I mean, and it's it probably was, pretty cool. I mean, that's fairly far north. You, yeah. I mean, her wedding dress, they did a vintage wedding. We all had to dress vintage. I'm sorry. You should not make it hard enough. Anyway. I love her, and it was beautiful, but I was like, oh, wow, you're making it really hard to do this, but okay. Um, and then uh, they ended up having to move it inside. And, like, she had, like, a vintage fur shawl and everything. And okay. she was, you know, we were prepared for it to be not particularly warm, but but it all had to get moved inside. So that was kind of a bummer. It was a fun time. Good party. But she was disappointed because then the ceremony was, like, jam-packed nobody could see anything right, it's... it was all standing room only you know and, and was not ideal but no no yeah. it, it'll be interesting though i'm looking yeah. f- I, i'm <laughs> i guess i'm just more attuned to the weather than the average person is because <laughs> yeah. of uh i spend so much time outdoors yeah. I mean, biking and do. things and i yeah. look at certain temperatures as for thresholds to like this is pleasant biking weather this is not pleasant biking weather for me about 56 is kind of that limit. 55s, mid 50s. Usually 60s is kind of where I'm like, okay, now I have to get the long pants out. I can wear shorts down into the 60s, the bicycle shorts, low 60s, and right around 60. Yeah. It may be high 50s as well. Yeah. As long as I'm wearing like long sleeve. Long sleeve. Yeah. Once you're starting to pull out, because none of the long gear, the long pant leg gear is very comfortable (laughs) i well i invested in waterproof bibs two years ago and i wore them at redbud which is in march and is that like march 9th this year and i would they were great they're just not comfortable i don't i don't like the long you usually have to wear like really long socks with them because they have the zip ups on the side to be able to get in and out of them yeah and if you don't have long enough socks they rub up against your leg I, I guess mine aren't that tight around my leg. I had no problems. I The biggest problem I had was like the last hour of the ride when the sun came out. And I was like, okay, no, I'm dying. I'm getting hot. I don't know. I've, just, I've never found a comfortable long, long-legged bib one. So that's the reason I don't mm-hmm. do a ton of <laughs> riding out in the winter. Because like mountain biking, I just usually wear sweats. Yeah. With some the bicycling underwear underneath. Well, these, these worked out real well since I lead so many races in such horrible conditions at times. I was like... That, those pants were the best investment I've made as far as biking goes. Of course, I've worn sweats on the road bike too, which is a little weird. That's weird. Looks a little weird. Yeah, but you know, it's also you're a weird. February and March, and I'm like the only person on the road on a bike, so I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> that time yeah. of the year, I'm never really out on the road that much, and if no. I do, I'm I'm going warm because a lot of time, I think it was the yeah I had my uh, was it last year or the year before where I had 
Because I usually have multiple bikes. Because I, I usually I was using my cross bikes. I think I had flat pedals on them. Yeah. And I would just wear the boots. I was with the stuff I'd wear mountain biking. I just wore out on the road. <laughs> it was warm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do very much December biking this year. <clears throat> road bike. I haven't been on the on the road in a long time. No, I've been it. riding the rollers. It's miserable. I've been riding the trainer a little bit. I've discovered, though, last week we talked about my knee injury, and I have figured out that the elliptical does not hurt. So That's not surprising. There's not a lot of knee motion on elliptical. There is some, though, and I'm kind of surprised. I would rather be doing, like, a ski machine than than the motion because after about 30 minutes, I was like, okay, it, it's talking to me now. You know, I'm about okay. done. Um Stairs still stink. I can't. I can go upstairs. I can't go down. No. Yeah. So it's interesting. Down is always harder on. More, yeah, it's like swinging my leg up. Weight. It takes yeah. all the weight. I mean, that's like hiking. It's like going uphill when you hike. Is this seems like much harder, but it's always harder to go downhill, especially with a pack on. It's oh, much harder on the knees and everything else. Well, people talk about you know the Boston Marathon when I ran that. It's like watch out, the first fifteen miles are downhill, and you're thinking, yay, holy cow, my quads. Yeah, no, somebody hit them with a baseball bat by the time I was done. I was like, oh no, <clears throat> that down was a uh, was a bit too much for yeah for that race. Whew. So anyway, yeah, so that's moving along. Can't still can't do breaststroke. But I'll tell you what, my dolphin kick's getting pretty darn good. I'm like actually surprised at how quickly it got better because I have to do it all the time. It's amazing what practice does for anything. <laughs> it is amazing like, if you practice something, you get better at it. I, when I only have I've the choice of like why that happens. two different kicks instead of three, and I can't go to the one that I prefer, it's like wow, I'm like actually you know I'm doing breaststroke with the dolphin kick. And the other day at the pool, I was like, why am I keeping up with her? I shouldn't be able to keep up with her, but. I was like, all right, I can actually do this. I'm moving through the water. There you go, Yay. dolphin kid. What do you know? Who knew? So talking about, you know, the, the benefit, the, the things you do when you're injured to try not to go nuts. And, uh, yeah, made an improvement. Yippee. <laughs> Silver lining to being injured. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's that's always the problem. It's like when you have the swim team, and most of them aren't great at the non-free strokes, but – no one ever practices the non-free strokes, which is why they're not great. Why at we're them. not real good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually get a lot of pushback about too much non-free. Yeah. That why we do mostly freestyle in most of our workouts because of that. And well, that's why we're not getting better at backstroke and breaststroke and fly. We don't do much of it. Right. At least not nearly enough of it. Well, you've got that's some. Okay. You've got some new people that want to learn those other strokes. So which is nice. That's really nice, and a couple of people that are wanting to improve you know, those other strokes. So, yeah, so that's been... I just have to watch who shows up. I have some swimmers who really don't like non-free, and I try not to do too much when they show up. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's part of the way. I mean, even if they're triathletes, though, knowing backstroke and being able to do that well, to me, is just essential if you're going to be open water swimming. I agree, but some people just, they don't want to learn the strokes. They just want to do the fitness, too. It's not always triathletes. The triathletes are, I want to do freestyle a lot of times, too. But I've, yeah. I've got some fitness swimmers who don't like the non-free they don't strokes like the non-free. that much. Really? Okay. Because mm. they just want to get their yardage in. Okay. It's just life. It's all yeah. good, man. And you You've just, got a very variety. we got a whole team. bunch of people. They all have different things they like and don't like. Because there's a lot of them that don't like to kick, too. So it's like some days I won't kick much. Yeah. When we have... I'm not a fan Those of people just the there. kicks. I, ugh, I get worn out. I mean, it's hard. 
which is why I should do it more. <laughs> I know. I, I like mean, to do this. I like spit to, the words in there. For yeah, you. yeah, I like to, especially like to do kicks when I'm swimming with the group. That way, they don't feel like I'm just picking on on you for doing all the kicks, <laughs> or when I'm not there. Because I'm not a big fan of kicking either, but I've I do it more and more. Cool. I don't mind like the the twenty five kick, twenty five swim. That doesn't bother me. If but if like a fifty kick, oh my god, shoot me now. Which luckily you don't ever do to us. We should do like hundred kicks next practice. I think that's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna do hundred kicks next. Practice. Well, you can do that on Thursday when it, I'm not. There. I'm thinking Saturday when you're there. We're gonna do hundreds. <laughs> We're gonna do four by one hundred kick. I am order. Are you kidding me? Do like a hundred dolphin, hundred. That would be awesome. That would take like half the practice. Oh my god, I know. I'm going to be there into Sunday. <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> I know I said my dolphin kick was going to be better, but really? No. <clears throat> I like it, man. We're going to do that. You have fun with that. I think I've got somewhere else i got to be on Saturday morning. All right. Because Saturday okay. they're doing that Irish swim thing. Oh, so that's right. Should, oh, yeah. So I'm do something really fun there. You've got to be there anyway. So you I will be there. I'm, well, I'm doing the hour swim from 7 to 8. Okay. So please don't wear out my legs. Someone do a bunch of kicking beforehand. It'll be beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they're doing this fundraiser and they're getting a swimmer every hour for 12 hours and I'm signed up for the 7 o'clock spot. So yeah, please don't kill me before <laughs> I do that. That's just mean. Oh my God. Pain. <laughs> anyway, so what else did you do this week? Don't know. <laughs> that exciting. Awesome. <laughs> we really didn't do much. Uh, we have... He has a soccer on the weekends. We had you over. We watched. That's right. Uh, we watched. That's right. We Euro watched Euro Trip, which is a fantastic movie. Oh my god! Just okay. don't make sure you're over. Your kids are over eighteen if they're in the room watching yeah. it with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. That's not for young children at all. I mean, I don't even, wouldn't even say over eighteen. Uh, you know, a seventeen-year-old could probably handle it. Okay. But... Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do. <laughs> So the funnest part, funniest part about that movie was watching you and Jenny because you all thought it was so funny. And I was like, oh my God. It is a hilarious so, movie. So it's stupid. Just going to, it's all the great stereotypes of Europe from like soccer hooligans, which is fantastic. That was, yeah. That, well, and I learned something. I thought they ran, drove on the wrong side of the road all through you. Europe, but they don't. No, it's, it's just It's only England. the British Empire that drives on the left side of the road. We still have to find out about South Africa. And India. Right. I don't know. But it's mostly it's the British Empire that drives on the left-hand side. The rest of the world drives on the right. Such rebels. My goodness. They were British. No one wanted to be British. So why did... Well, why didn't we? Because we weren't... Because we rebelled against the British. <laughs> Cars didn't come along until after <laughs> until afterwards. It's like, we yeah, broke away. I, I said that and I was like, okay, no. Stop talking now. Yeah. It's mostly the countries that drove before they broke away from the british empire they drive left-handed yeah. side of the road yeah that was interesting I, I did not realize that i just thought it was a european thing but nope. yeah we figured that out because they're driving in france on the wrong side of the, the road side yelling of the road. at the french because they're english soccer hooligans yelling at the guy wearing a shirt that said france on it when they're in france uh, that was fun he's wearing a frog shirt let's get him oh my god it was so stupid <clears throat> But you and Jenny were hysterical. It was so. a great movie. It was a great okay. movie. It's like, this is not where I parked my car. No. This is where I parked my car. This is where I parked my car. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Some good stuff, man. It was just... Well, that's a good one-liners, yeah. It was a very good movie. One of my favorites. And I hadn't seen it in a while, so there were some scenes in there I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. 
like the train scene. Scuse, scuse. Oh, yeah, he, that was <laughs> very disturbing. <laughs> that was very disturbing. Anyway. <clears throat> People should watch it. You should watch Eurotrip. Um, it's disturbing. <laughs> but Fromer's Guide tells you to watch it. That's all I need. Yeah, Brian and Jenny, you know, just so y'all know, have a list of movies that I'm supposed to watch. And so every time they're... they're We're they're, running out, though. Are we? Oh, well, that's... I think. I doubt it. I'm sure you'll come up with... We'll come up with more. We'll, more you'll you'll tell me the uh, stuff you haven't seen. I'm like, why you'll, haven't you seen that? What, what kind of... You must be American living these repressed lives, unlike the Europeans <laughs> who live wild <laughs> lives. <laughs> Oh, my you realize God. this country is founded by a bunch of prudes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <clears throat> that was a good line, yeah. Bunch of prudes. All right, so we're talking about... We're going to start biking again soon outside. Eventually, we will Eventually. be able to bike outside. And it's funny. I uh, Since I owned a bike shop, I got these... For those who are on YouTube, these cards. Kentucky bike laws, Ohio bike laws, what to do in case of a crash. What do you do if you crash? You check the bike first, turn off the Garmin. <laughs> Sorry, but that's anyway, not on here. The, um, so they send out all these things, I guess, to give to bikers in the local area, and I'm sure they're lawyers, so they're like hoping to like if you crash or get hit by somebody, you'll call them. Yeah, uh, on I didn't the bottom, check them out. It's the hopefully they're not like Steve Magus, Ohio bike lawyer, on one of them, and Chris hopefully he's somebody, not like an ambulance chaser. <laughs> Chris, somebody on the Kentucky bike lawyer. So basically, someone who does legal stuff for cyclists, which is probably pretty cool. They're probably uh, I don't know. I didn't check them out. Probably should check them out. <laughs> this is bad podcasting, but you know. Well, you know, they were handy to have. And I mean, and they have the laws. So, okay. And what was interesting is when you look at the laws, they give you one for Kentucky bike laws and Ohio bike laws because the bike laws from state to state are different. They are different. It's yep. very important that you know the laws of your particular state. We live in Kentucky, so we're going to go over the Kentucky bike laws just because it's interesting, uh, mostly. And it's, it's good to know. Yeah. Most people listen to the podcast are in Kentucky anyway, so it's a it's a good primer for them. Well, and it's nice to have the Ohio ones because we do ride up there occasionally. It can happen up there, yes. Yes. But the first one is bicycles are vehicles under Kentucky law. And the second one is you must follow the Kentucky's traffic laws because you are a vehicle on the law. Right. Which means that things like stop signs you're supposed to stop at, which no one ever does <laughs> on a bicycle. Well... Depends, but I, yeah. Unless it's like on a major highway type thing where you're going to stop anyway because there's traffic going right full time and I need to like wait for there to be opening to cross the road. This is yes. about the only time I've ever stopped. stopped I mean, stuff. if you're in a neighborhood and it's, you know, the four-way stops and there's nobody there, sure, you know, you roll through. But if there's a car there before you, yeah, I'm going to stop. And that also means that things, well, I mean, you would just slow down. We, bikes don't travel fast enough, generally. I can slow down, and that car will go through, and then I will go through. But that also means you should stop at red lights. There's been plenty of time. Look, this is one that gets interesting, because at 7 in the morning, I pull up to a light. I don't weigh enough to trigger said light. <laughs> yes. And if you're not on the main thoroughfare that's got the green, you could be there a really long time before... 
they come through, and that's just kind of one of those interesting ones of. Um, well, there is. <laughs> where where I don't where where yeah I'm breaking the law, but it happens. Well, no, I mean they don't have it on here. This is this is obviously not the complete Kentucky bike laws, but there's I want to say that there's some piece of the law or something an exception like if you're not gonna trip the light. Then you yeah, can go as long as it's cleared to go. Yeah. I'm going to go into the thing that it's... That's like saying that if my car is not going to trip it, I can go through it too. Yeah, but your car is going to trip it. <laughs> but there is... there is some, I want to say that there's something... I have to ask uh, Troy Hearn, because he would know, um, where you can go through on a red light. That sounds to me like when I was a kid. I remember in high school, we'd play the prank on kids that are new to driving. It's like, if there's a little white line around the stop sign, it means it's optional. <laughs> If you ever look at the stoplight, they're all white circles around the outside, the little white bear on the outside. So after they'd go through one or two stop signs, you'd like say, no, that's that's that's, that's not true. God. I didn't know you when I was a kid. Bicyclists should ride as close as practicable to the right-hand boundary of the highway. I assume that's any type of road. Basically, it means you need to be over as far right as is practical. That is up to the interpretation of whoever's there. I would. I'm always of the side that you should have a, like a foot or two oh, on yeah. of room in case of things like potholes that you can dodge. Things mm-hmm. is the big thing. If you get too close to the side, people you can get pushed off the road too. Generally, I want to be far enough over that I'm on the right side, but the car behind me has to leave the lane to pass me. <laughs> yeah. Because if not, they will pass you within the lane, which is a bit. It can be a bit of a, a dicey situation. I mean, they say it. You know, well, luckily they do say as closely as practical. Because one thing that uh, has always, you know, has been recommended, especially if it's a busy road, is to go wherever the right tire of a car would be is where you should be, so that they do have to go. You know, they they really have to go swing wide to get around and not push yes. you off the road. Bicyclists are permitted to ride in the highway shoulder. This is where you get into the weird of the law of of what a highway is in the state of Kentucky. This does not mean interstate. No. Most people call interstates highways. Right. And that's not the case. A no. high, most of your roads, most of your state roads are highways. <laughs> it's good to know that you can ride in the So if you're on, shoulder. on a road, I know not everybody's familiar with, we hit the Highway 127. There's no way you want to be... In a car lane on 127. Right. Well, in, in U.S. 60, another highway yeah. that heads between Frankfurt and Versailles has these huge shoulders, huge shoulders that yeah. a lot of people will ride on. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason this is there is so that you can ride on the busier road, state roads mm-hmm. in a fairly safe fashion. Yeah. Because if you weren't, you could find yourself behind some cars that are rolling things pretty quick. And even though, you know, I mean, the first thing is bicycles are vehicles, but vehicles are not allowed to travel in the shoulder generally, unless you're broken down. So making that exception that a bicycle is a vehicle, but we are permitted to go in the shoulder. Right. Then bicyclists must use a bike lane when a designated lane is marked along a highway. That was interesting to me. I did not know you you had to use a bike lane if they were there. Really? Hmm. Oops, because 60s bike lane stinks. The biggest problem with bike lanes is they don't get cleaned, so they that's where all the debris yeah. is. <laughs> it's like, well, and ours has got like, huge sewers on this side. Like If I was in that bike lane, I'd, I'd rack in a couple spots because there's sewers there. Right. 
Interesting. But yeah, you were supposed to. I didn't know that one. That's a new one for me. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of times I won't because I like my tires. Bicyclists are prohibited from riding within the right-of-way of a fully controlled access highway. That I'm assuming that is like um, the Bluegrass Parkway, the Martha Lane Collins Parkway, uh, okay. um, like Circle 4 in right. Lexington. Yeah. They are... They're like a interstate, They're like an interstate, but yeah. they are not. They don't go across the interstate. They're just state bound. I assume that's what that means. A fully controlled access, access highway, highway, which means that it's limited access. So that would okay. be, yeah, Bluegrass Parkway is probably the biggest example for people in the Frankfurt, yeah. Louisville, Lexington area would know. That makes sense. Western Kentucky Parkway. Mm-hmm. I think that's the Martha Lane Collins Parkway now. Um, okay. So there's a couple of those parkways. That you can't ride on in the... On a bike. Yes. Excuse me. Bicyclists may ride two abreast except on a fully controlled access highway and a highway with a bike lane. So that means if there is a bike lane, you cannot ride two abreast because you got to ride in the bike lane. Okay. That means when you're coming in US 60, like in the group rides, you all should move into a single line and get into the bike lane once they get to the bike lane areas. Ooh, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> Laws are broken because, around here. <laughs> well, because the bike lane is horrible, so we ride two abreast and take the right lane yes. so that people can go, oh, That is actually against the, our laws. But it's the safer way to do it, so... Hmm. No, okay. it's a single line and the bike lane is the safest because there's a bike lane for you. Yes, but the bike lane is horrible and it's not wide enough and <laughs> I'm going to wreck in the bike man. lane. I know that's not your fault. Motors must allow three feet clearance when passing bicyclists. They should. Generally they do. That doesn't yeah. happen that often. That's something motorists don't, or prob- most motorists are not aware of. If you were asking motorists what's the minimum passing distance, they would probably not know. Yeah. Uh, when riding in a single lane of traffic less than 14 feet wide, bicyclists may ride far enough to the left to prevent motorists from sharing the same lane. Riding in a single lane of traffic less than 14 feet. That means if I'm riding on a, two, on a two-lane road yep. that is less than 14 feet wide, which many of our roads many are. Many of them are. You can <clears throat> stay far enough left that a car has to go into the other lane to pass you. You can take okay. up that whole lane. Okay. That makes sense. Basically, if the lanes are narrow, the car can't share the lane with you. <laughs> they can't just squish you off they the side. They can't just squish you off the side, and you can go far enough left to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I didn't know that was a law either. Cool. Motorists may cross double yellow to pass bicyclists. That's a law that makes sense. If you're going slow, they should be able to pass you anywhere that's safe. Yeah. What scares me about those is when they pass going up and over a hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then lastly, bicyclists must use front and rear lights in the dark. That makes sense because cars must as well. Mm-hmm. Cars don't have to have lights in the daytime. They have to have like rear lights, but they don't have to have running yeah, lights. Yeah, they have running. to have. Yeah, they have to and have so the bicyclists are the same way. They, you don't have to have lights during the daytime. Makes sense. Now, what is I found interesting is that the Ohio laws are somewhat different. You know, they start off with vehicles under Ohio law. So like Kentucky, you're considered right. a vehicle. Um, you must obey Ohio traffic laws, much right. like Kentucky. That's the same. Bicyclists may not be banned from any public street except freeways or limited access highways. So that's interesting. That's not a Kentucky law. Kentucky, yeah, doesn't distinguish that. They just no. say... Basically, hmm. what they're saying in Ohio is, except for freeways and limited access highways, 
A bike can be anywhere. A bike can be anywhere. And there's no, they can't be banned from it. So you can't, what I think that is meant to do is keep local cities and stuff from banning you from, from banning riding things. down certain roads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kentucky doesn't have that. that. I thought that was kind of interesting. This is where they kind of diverge from each other. Police may not order bicyclists to use sidewalks or get off the road except for freeways and limited access highways. I wish we had that one. Because <laughs> I've heard of police, yeah, telling people that they, they have yeah, to be on the sidewalk. Because what they, happens is, is cops, they don't know all the laws. And I don't yeah. blame them for not knowing all the laws. Right. They see you on the road, get on the sidewalk. You don't yeah. need to be, especially if you're like blocking any traffic or anything like that. Right. They're more interested in moving traffic through than your rights as a yeah. cyclist. <laughs> you're in the way. You're in the yeah. way. You're causing a blockage of traffic. People are getting angry. They just are trying to move things through. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. they don't like cyclists. It's just they're just trying to yeah. move things along sometimes. Sometimes they don't like cyclists like everybody else. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot part. of cyclist police in our, our area. <laughs> so you, generally they like us. Okay. <clears throat> uh, bicyclists should ride as near as right... As practicable, that is pretty much the same as, as Kentucky's, Kentucky's yeah. law. However, bicyclists may use the full lane if it is unsafe or not practicable to right to ride to the right, or if the lane is too narrow to share. That is similar to the one where you can ride far to the left. Yes, uh, that's a similar law, but it's it's defined differently. Mm-hmm. Um, if they feel it's unsafe, you can use the full lane. I'm. To me, that seems like if it's like a really, you're going up to the top of a hill, you're cresting on the hill, you don't want someone to pass. Mm-hmm. In those situations, you can take up the full lane to do that. Kentucky really doesn't have that, it's, but it's an interesting one. No, there. well, and see, they don't, because of the, like, the bike lane thing that restricts cyclists to be in that bike lane, but this, like us going on 60 and taking up the full lane is the safest way to do it. You know, another Ohio, we'd be cool. Yeah, in Ohio, you can ride two abreast on any road at any time. Mm. Kentucky's is really not that way. They say you can ride two abreast on a. You may ride two abreast except, except on fully controlled highway and bike lane. Okay. So it's a little bit different wording, but it's roughly the same thing. Yeah, they they just they really want you to use the bike lanes in Kentucky apparently, yes. even though we don't have. And then three many, feet okay. clearance when passing, that's the same. Double line, the same. And then the rear and lights when it's rear and dark. Front and rear lights. Yep. So really, what they're missing is you are not permitted to ride on highway shoulders. Mm-hmm. They're missing you must use bike lanes in Ohio, and prohibited from riding within the right of way of a fully controlled access highway. I guess they kind of have that. But they also have the ones where you may not be banned from any public street and they also the police can't chase you off the roads. Or well, actual laws. What they well here they say bicycles can't be banned from anything but except for freeways or limited access right. highways. So means I mean I guess you can ride. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that's sure just can. something to throw out there of hey, what are the laws? Therefore I know I'm riding within my rights as out in the road, and, and it gives you some element if someone, if a if a if a motorist gets mad at you for whatever reason, you're like, hey, these are the laws of the yeah. road, which can happen sometimes. Some people, you get motorists that don't know the laws, mm-hmm. and they get mad when you do something that's within your rights. At the same time, you got to be aware of. Like bike lanes, and if you're not in them, you're in the wrong as the cyclist, which mm-hmm. is an interesting element interesting. of that law. Yeah. 
I mean, most of it's common sense. None of it's really all that shocking. Well, and I mean, the, the basic. You if know, you've I ridden long remember. enough, they make sense. Yeah. And I mean, a car is always going to win. Do what is the safest for you. Right. You know, I mean, get out of the way, you know, if you can. I mean, there's a lot of country roads that we ride on near my house that one wide and it's uphill and it's windy and cars have a hard time seeing. I pull into driveways. I mean, if I know somebody's coming behind me, I'm going to get out of the way. Generally, I will get out of the way as best as possible. I, I generally try to, unless it's going to, unless I'm going to take more than 15 or 20 seconds to crest a hill or something like that, that's, I, I will look for a, a bail off. I just, you know, there, there's a couple of spots on our road that, you know, there's going to be, oh, there's going to be another hill, you know, I, they're, they're going to get frustrated with me quickly. Yeah. So to try to avoid that and be a nice person, you know. Usually, yeah, I'll do it on an uphill where it's easy to pull off, let them pass, and I don't have to, like, stop. Yeah. This one, there's, like, two hills in a row. So it's like, okay, I'll stop at the first. After I get over the first one, I'll stop, let them get by, and then I'll hook back on. But I mean, these are just these are just good yeah, laws. It's, it's good just, to know yeah, your laws. It's good to know what they are. It's good to know when you talk to people who... To let them know, hey, these are the laws, especially when they're, especially the motorists, because yeah. they're the ones who generally don't know. If you ride enough, most of the stuff makes sense, because mm-hmm. you've been in situations where <laughs> you're like, okay, I need to be here on the road. I need to be, yeah. you know, we're riding two abreast. We're not riding three abreast. Yeah. You know, that's that's good to know as well. I don't know any groups that ride three abreast. You don't usually get that unless you have like a really, really large large group yeah i guess with the bluegrass cycling club well, you'll, we're limited too i mean if the group is over 16 they make it into two groups right well it <clears throat> usually the three across are like casual people that are just riding down just the road. riding around it's kind of like being in a running race and it's like oh please people <laughs> you get the whole group of people that are running together and you can't get past them yeah because if yeah. you're right for three people are riding it's pretty easy to just go three wide go and three ride wide, down yeah. the road so you can chat and talk while you're doing it. Yeah. But yeah. that is not allowed under Kentucky law. No. And if someone gets mad at you, they, they are in the right and you are in the wrong. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing. It's I don't know how useful it is. The three feet is one that could be useful. Like if you get clipped mm-hmm. by a car, they are at fault because they have broken the law. Yes. That's, you... That to me is the biggest takeaway from these laws is that three feet one that that law gives you three feet's pretty i mean that's far you know i mean it's i mean if i can reach out and tar- touch your car three you're we're within three feet right you know and people don't realize and the also i mean they say three feet what about those big trucks with the big huge mirrors like you almost got yeah they were too up. close they were too close it, that just tells me that if i get clipped by another car and i go down I know they're at fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe in the next podcast we can talk about what to do when you're actually in a crash. Because they give you the list of things. We and list we're already getting too long as it is right now, so we need to wrap this one up. But next time, next time we'll talk we about can talk about that. It gives crash. us a topic for next week. <clears throat> Part two of the legal discussion of biking on, <laughs> on the roads. And what you should do to protect yourself. Yeah. Because you know, these are the laws. Now how do we protect ourselves within this? Yeah. Like, like I said, the three feet one's huge because if you get hit in any form or other, yeah. it's their fault because they didn't give you enough room. Well, and you got to think about potholes and stuff like that. If you're coming up a pothole and have to swerve at the same time, yes, yeah, there's lots of little things that can happen. Different different circumstances. Oh yeah. So.
Well, cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening and watching us if you're on YouTube. Yes. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Google Play. No, not Google Play. Is it Google Play? I don't know. We have Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. We have YouTube. iTunes. And we're on yeah. YouTube. If you've enjoyed this, hit the like button. Hit the like button. All right. Subscribe. Subscribe. There's a little bell. Hit the bell and you'll be notified okay. when we release new content. And then we have a five stars on Five stars on iTunes. iTunes. Google's does not have anything on that yet. They need to do that. Everybody else has likes. Yes. Whatever. It is what it is. If you're looking for coach, check us out at go3sport.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day if you want to. If you want to.